What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Motivation, funded by Patriot Gold Group and the Public Square app on my SiriusXM morning show. We've been talking about uh, abortion. Of course, this is because of uh, the vote in Ohio, which is just heartbreaking. We are a country that can't fathom not having abortion to 40 weeks. No, no place in Europe does that, by the way. You always hear the left talk about how we need to be more like Europe. Uh, Europe, I think it's Sweden is 22 weeks, and this is all new. Europe's 20, or England's 24. Every other country's 12, 13 weeks. We're 40. Ohio, Ohio just said, yeah, we need to be 40 weeks too. Jeez. This all comes from, well, it comes from a lot of things, but uh, one of the major forces is the sexual revolution. And I heard this analysis, and um, I like this. It's from Joseph Blackholm. He said, people don't like abortion, but they vote for it anyway. Why? Because they view it as happiness insurance. The sexual revolution has convinced the world it's impossible to be happy if you're not having sex. I'll add in here, of course, he's talking about loveless sex. So abortion is necessary because pregnancy inevitably results if you're having lots of sex. Of course, hookup culture makes people miserable, which makes it somewhat ironic that babies die and the adults are miserable anyway, but that's the way it is. Sadly, not having loveless sex is seen as more unthinkable than killing your baby. Think about that sentence. Hey, maybe you guys, maybe everyone should stop having loveless hookup sex all the time. Oh, I could never. Not having loveless sex is seen as more unthinkable than killing your baby. Until we destroy the lie that loveless sex equals happiness, people will continue to see abortion as a necessary evil and vote that way. Yeah, that's right. It's a necessary evil. <laughs> wow. That's right. What a shame. So uh, we've been talking about William Wilberforce. William Wilberforce was a British member of parliament who was the political leader and, and a Christian leader of ending the slave trade. He's uh, the, one of the guys who for the first time in thousands of years questioned slavery and fought to end it. 
This was around the period of the American Revolution, that era. And two things I've learned so far. Uh, the, the book is by Eric Metaxas. It's called, uh, I think it's called Amazing Grace. But just look up William Wilberforce and uh, Eric Metaxas and you can, you can read the book. Uh, and, but uh, some things that are parallel. First, the first thing he tried to improve, or I should say the first thing he did wasn't just end slavery. The first thing he did was sought to improve the morals of England. And the second lesson, he did it gradually. Let me explain. He had a famous line. Uh, he said, God has set before me two objects. He wasn't a Christian uh, at birth. He was Christian more as an adult, like 20 or so. But he was, he was as an adult, right? He was like super influential, impressive, brilliant man at 22. So uh, he said, God set before me two objects, the suppression of the slave trade and the reformation of manners. The moral condition of England at this time was horrific. Uh, I'll spare all the details, but I'll just present to you the fact that there were brothels legal explicitly for children under the age of 14, for instance. So child prostitution was rampant. The state of morals in England at this time was worse than America today, at least more explicitly so. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. So it was from that immorality, that, that swamp of, of, of evil, that slavery could survive and thrive. So Wilberforce knew that he had to first change people's morals. And then over time, the scales would start to fall from people's eyes because they'd be more sensitive to the sin around them. It's true when you become a Christian too, you become more sensitive to the sins that you commit. And it'd be the same for the country too. And then we could really start to expose the evils of slavery. But when people are so ignorant and blinded and hard-hearted, slavery is you know, it's just the, the way we've always done it, or out of sight, out of mind, which a lot of this was. So we need to do the same thing in America. We need a reformation of manners, as he said it 250 years ago, uh, reformation of morals and virtue. And honestly, if you, if you do that, then there will be less of a need for abortion. right? Uh, but people would really truly see abortion for what it is. When it goes back to moral clarity. That's been the theme for the last few weeks. You know, Israel and Hamas brought that up, right? A lot of moral confusion out there. We need some moral clarity, and this is clearly one of those issues. But we're, we're living in a, in a like fog when it comes to our morals. Now, all that being said, oh, and then gradually, I think the pro-life cause needs to embrace incrementalism. 
I think it's okay. Listen, I want it to be zero, zero weeks, but I think it's okay for certain states to inch in the right direction and take the wins when you can get them. If the, the, the majority of people in Ohio are only comfortable with a, with an 18 week ban, you take the 18 week ban and then you go to 16, you go to 14. You go, I think we can do that. And that's okay. If I may, it's better than pushing for zero and getting 40 weeks, which is where they are in Ohio right now. That's not going to work. Now, been thinking a lot about William Wilberforce and, and the parallels of abortion to slavery. And there are many, but it got me thinking, why is slavery in the Bible? You know, abortion isn't explicitly in the Bible, not explicitly, right? It's not like it says, uh, you know, don't have abortions. Like that's not there. Uh, it's obviously there in the scriptures, but not explicitly the Bible. Jeremiah one five says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I pointed you a prophet to the nations. Uh, it talks about knitting us in the womb, stuff like that, right? It's obvious how God feels about this. But what's curious is that slavery is in the Bible. A lot of directives given to slaves and to masters. So what do we Christians do with this? Talk about that tomorrow. MikeSlater.locals.com. Transcript night before commercial free. MikeSlater.locals.com. <laughs>